All right, yeah, we back. Another episode of No Pump Fakes. Um, before we get started, man, I just want to say shout out um, to Slams, graphic designer, um, Pat, man. He's on to uh, starting a new journey. So just, you know, had to shout him out, man. I know he's a big supporter um, of the show and wish him none but the best of luck, um, you know, for his next journey, man. Um, definitely appreciate the work he's put in um, here with Slam. So uh, much love to, to Pat, man. Um, but now, all right, um, I, I, I need to... You know, there's a lot of things to talk about on today's episode. To there, there, there's a there's a lot of things that we're gonna have to talk about in this episode. Okay, first things first. N- number one thing that we have to acknowledge: um, Kevin Durant, 51 points and nine assists. Um, very tough. Very, very, very. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just say that first. Very, very tough to do. Um, but what are your thoughts on Kevin Durant? Um, uh, 51 point performance. Special. Top five. Score of all time, unguardable, <laughs> maybe the greatest mid-range shooter ever. I mean, he's special. I mean, it's just like, what can you do? It's like, it's, it's, we, we talk about Kevin Durant so much. It's like, he's been doing this for so damn long. It's just like, it's crazy. Like, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, like, they've been this dominant for so, so long. It's just like, we, we almost got, like, used to it. And I was like, watching the game, like, yeah, this he was making it look too easy. Like it was like it was like simple, <laughs> simple. Like it was easy, smooth. Okay, so on okay. a scale of on a scale of one to ten, how would you, how do you, how do you feel towards that game? Like, was it? Oh, uh, for for that game, I no, I'm not gonna sit up and say like, yo, I was like, yo, so impressed because this is like, I seen Kevin Durant not drop fifty and drop games like thirty and forty points in the playoffs where I'm be like, yo. It's really crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like last year with the Bucks and stuff like that. But it was it was still special. Wa- it was still special watching him um, do what he does best, you know, professional scorer, professional bucket getter. Okay, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on Kevin Durant scoring um, 51 points. Um, and, and and it's funny because I heard you, you know, mention that, but I didn't hear you mention the team that he played. And so, play the Detroit yeah. Pistons. Yeah, yeah, the Detroit Pistons. But it's like. It just amazes me how we acknowledge that 50-point performance and we'll say like, well, yeah, you know, that's Kevin Durant. That's what he does. This is, you know, but at no point did you acknowledge that it was against a team that may not be the greatest in the league. And my it point don't matter. is saying, no, you're right. It, it shouldn't matter. But yeah. you see how you didn't just say, well, yeah, I expected that or like, you know, duh, it's Kevin Durant. My point in saying all that is if Giannis, <laughs> and y'all know I like, I like to bring this back up, but when Giannis... Oh does this to the Western Conference champs, it's treated as a, well, he was supposed to do it. But when Kevin, how many wins do the Detroit Pistons have? It is no shade to them, right? I mean, this is a team whose best player isn't even, what, legal enough to drink for crying out loud. But the fact is, you, as well as myself, are giving Durant his flowers, regardless of who the competition was. And so I just want to hear your thoughts on that, seeing how (laughs) when, when Giannis does an amazing feat, all of a sudden there's a, uh, a reason there's a well he was supposed to do that so i just want to hear what, what, what your opinion you're not gonna you're not gonna no I, I, I am no i am i am i'm not just your words i'm not gonna twist my words i just your words i when i say when i say when i say when i know when i say he was supposed to win a championship he was supposed to go out and beat the the phoenix suns i said when you looked at the last four teams in the playoffs i was like clearly Giannis was the best player available in the playoffs I was just like, yo, if he's the best player, like, this is the perfect opportunity. Like, Giannis should get it done. 
I would have said the same thing if it was LeBron James, if it was Stephen Curry, if it was, I don't know, even James Harden. James Harden was playing on a different team. Like, if you look at those four teams, it was the Hawks, it was the Clippers without Kawhi, and also it was, who was the Clippers playing? Um, the Suns, the Suns. So it was just kind of like, I was like, yo, Giannis is clearly the best player out of Paul George, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Trey Young. I'm like, yo, Giannis should win this championship. And he did what he's supposed to do. Like, don't, don't make it seem like I was saying something like, oh, like I'm taking a shot or anything. That's not, that's not the case. I said he was supposed to two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. I'm like, yo, this is a perfect opportunity. Go get it done. And he went and got it done. And I gave him his flowers. So you talk about a regular season, and we're talking about like Kevin Durant. It's like a regular season, he dropped 51 points. It was good, special. I didn't come over and be like, yo, damn, like Kevin Durant, this and that. It's like, yo, he was, I'm not going to say he was supposed to, but it's just like they played Detroit Pistons, had an amazing game. It was phenomenal. He's special. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, in my opinion. But it's just kind of like I've seen Kevin Durant. I just, even in the beginning of the podcast, I said, I was impressed. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, oh my God, like Kevin Durant. Because I've seen him have bigger games and bigger moments when he doesn't have to drop 50, like in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like in the NBA Finals against <laughs> hitting the shot over LeBron James. Like, I've seen that before. So let's not try to, let's not try to, <laughs> let's not try to do that. Like, I, don't, I don't like no, that. No, no, no. I, I, I was just waiting yeah. for you to, 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 you know, for your reaction on KD's yeah, performance. Yeah. Because yeah. I was literally waiting for you to say something along the lines of like he's here or this was a reminder. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. You understand how much I wanted you to say something yeah, like yeah. that? I'm falling in the trap. She's not about to catch me slipping. I, 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 I'm, I'm consistent. Just, hey, fifty-one and nine and seven in a game. I feel like again, regardless of who you play, it's yeah. crazy. Most it, points it, this, this regular season. Yeah, uh, but over Steph. And yeah. now that conversation of best player in the world is just, it just keeps rotating, I feel like. I know obviously you feel, you know, that it's confirmed that it's KD, but no, even, I mean, with, it's, Le, even with, with LeBron's performance, it's like, yo. <laughs> it's crazy because I, I tweeted something today. AKSMBA, go follow me on Twitter. I, He's back. He's back. <laughs> Been suspended for six months. I tweeted something and people got like up in arms when I said like, yo, the top three players, I've been saying this for a while. For a while, even, 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 even though Giannis just won a championship, I've been saying this for a while, the top three players in the world have damn near been the same three players, if you really want to break things down, basically since like 2014, it's almost 2022 right now. I still believe, when healthy, LeBron James is the top three basketball player in the world. Stephen Curry, top three basketball player in the world. Kevin Durant, top three basketball player in the world. I know people feel that, yo, People were coming in my comments. People were coming in, mentioning me, saying like, yo, that's disrespectful, disrespectful to Giannis. That's insulting Giannis. I don't feel like that's insulting Giannis because like I said, if you break things down, what Giannis did was special last year. But at the same time, I've seen Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and I've seen LeBron James consistently be in the finals, consistently have big moments, consistently win championships, stuff like that. Now, if Giannis comes this year, wins back-to-back, then we're going to have a conversation. But it's just kind of like, I can't just, after one after one NBA finals in a COVID playoffs. <laughs> you didn't have to add I that. Can't, I, you didn't I have can't, to add that in the COVID I playoffs. You, that, I you didn't have to I add can't, that. I can't sit up, in, I can't sit up in, and say like, yo, he's ahead of those guys. Just like I, can't, I couldn't sit up and say like, yo, Anthony Davis in a bubble playoffs 
I couldn't sit up and say that he's better than those guys either. So I've, I've been stop, consistent. Stop throwing Anthony been, Davis in this stop. I've been consistent. No one, consistent. no one even said anything about Anthony Davis. I, like, when he no won a championship, people are talking about Anthony Davis could possibly oh. be the best player in the world someday. That's not... You can... People... Well, well, see, I, see, see that's like, nothing too. He, can be, he could be the best player in the world someday. That's not the same thing. You were sitting up and saying after Giannis won a championship, he was the best player in the world. Then you had to backtrack I, like two months afterwards once no, no, you no. saw Steph, once you saw LeBron, see, once you saw see, Kevin Durant. First of all, I like, still feel that way. I you already told you. You feel what? In terms, what of, in terms of the conversation, I have you never not way? one time, you feel I, have never, I have never not one time on this entire show have said that Giannis is better than any of those guys. I've never said that. You, you all said he's I've the best said, player in the world. No, no, no. I said he deserves to be in the conversation. And my point in saying that is if someone were to tell... If someone were to tell me that LeBron is the best player in the world, I wouldn't be like, damn, you're wild. If fine. someone were to say anything about KD, about Giannis, about Steph, I would not feel like, yo, you're you're saying something crazy. That's how I feel about probably three and a half of those guys. That's what I said. Yeah. And so now to hear, you know, you mentioned AD, love AD, but it's a different conversation. And even though you want to mention the whole thing about consistency and things like that since, you know, what, 2014 or whatever, that's the whole point of being a part of the best player in the world conversation. It's about what you're doing now. It's about the act. Ain't nobody arguing about legacy. What, what, Obviously, what, okay, those three guys got to go. One one year compared to guys has been okay, doing but, this but, like but, one, but again, one year. No, that's not one year. But you not, act, that's not that's not going. You cut you it, okay? You act again. Like I've said, you acting like this is this might have been Giannis's first time winning the finals, but it ain't Giannis's first time being on the map. This ain't the first, like it's not like the gap has been that far years and years and years. It's been you know KD and 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 Braun of course, but it wasn't like okay fine and Steph, but it wasn't like Giannis was like this thirtieth best player and he needed to you know go. But I'm saying you know if the gap isn't that far and then you go out there and win the finals, what else does a brother need to do to be at least considered again considered? I I just don't feel this. People love to talk. I think people love to talk about resumes. That's what people are bringing up in my mentions. Resumes. Giannis resume. Giannis resume. Two-time MVP. Defensive player of the year. Resumes are cool. That is fine. I believe in resumes. But also, I also believe in like, yo, resumes don't always tell the full damn story. Shaq has one MVP. Kobe Bryant has one MVP. So we like... Marcus Gasol won a defensive player of the year over LeBron James. Well, LeBron James should have won... And I don't even think Marcus Saul made an all defensive team. I had to all all NBA defensive team that year. I had to check. Like I'm the first sure. one. I don't think he made like the first one or something. Yeah, first. I don't think he made the first one. So it's just kind of like that's what I'm saying. When you just people love to throw like, oh, the resumes, the resumes, the resume conversation. Who can get very, very like dicey because it's very, very subjective based on like popularity versus on who if does is the media getting fatigue or voting for the same guy over and over again. It's just like you know this. The best player doesn't always wins. But these again, awards. even even so, if you even if you want to take out of the, the awards part, that's fine with me. My just, my, my argument that, isn't based this, off just awards. That's, that's fine, but I'm using that. I'm using that to say that's what people start doing when they start comparing like Steph, Giannis to Steph, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. But I'm not even really talking about that. I'm talking about game wise. I can break things down and tell you why it's a difference between Kevin Durant, LeBron James. And Stephen Curry than it is to Giannis because you can't defensive scheme for those guys in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. Giannis has won the finals. He's had success. He has a finals MVP. But it's been times in the playoffs, this where you can literally 
make him a lesser version than what he is in the regular season and sometimes in the early rounds in the postseason. That is just a fact. Even this season, this, it was been some games when they played a great defensive team like the Miami Heat. It was looking very, very the same. So that's all I'm saying. I got three players that you can't defensive scheme when it really matters the most. You're, and it's you're, just kind of like you're, you're 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 picking a very bad time no, to be saying no, this about not, one of those players. You're, you're picking a very who? bad time to be saying this about one of those. I'm not gonna say the what name. Player? What I'm player? Just say, I know I'm, not, I, because I know you're not taking I, two regular season games where Steph Curry was I'm chucking just, and just I'm trying just saying, to, I'm trying to break the all time record. I am that's just not, saying. Come on, let's not get it, let's pick, not get it twisted. I'm not confused. I'm just saying you're not picking the right time. You're not picking the right time to be saying this. It is the right time because I got years of evidence. I got years of evidence to support my claim with Steph Curry doing work in the, in the playoffs. I got years of evidence to support my claim of Kevin Durant and LeBron James doing work in the playoffs and not any defense that they throw at them. Like, Stephen Curry dropped 40-something in a box and one in the NBA Finals with the Toronto Raptors. Like, it's levels. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really levels. When you can defensive scheme a player, it's like, yo, they okay. can still be great. They can still be dominant. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I got three players. <laughs> LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Stephen Curry. You can't really defensive scheme them in the playoffs when it matters the most. Any okay. team. So you want to use a 40, so you so you want to use a 40 point performance with the box one. Am I allowed to repeat the the Giannis's 50 point performance? Am I allowed to do that? You or can, is that just one game? That. You can repeat that, but you look at you you can definitely repeat that. But at the same time, like I said, the Phoenix Suns didn't have a really defensive philosophy to really stop Giannis on a Like I said, I said certain teams. There's no, certain teams can stop Giannis. Giannis is unstoppable. But it's certain teams defensively that can make him give his life a living hell and make things a little harder and difficult for him. It's no team in the NBA that can really do that with, I feel, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, especially in almost 95, 97%, I feel the same way about Stephen Curry. So that's what I'm saying. It's levels to this when we're talking about these players and putting Giannis in that category. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you definitely have the game plan differently, you know, based off, you know, which one of those guys that you're playing. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just think that even if you're talking about game plan, strategy, matchups, whatever, you still have to factor in the fact that you are playing against a guy that, you know, can go off pretty much whenever he wants and can be a dominant force like that on both sides of the floor. And so Giannis probably, Giannis, Giannis, both sides of the floor in terms of being a matchup nightmare. Like you're not about to sit here and say that you, you don't have to prepare for Giannis on both sides of the floor. And I know you like to use the, the whole idea of Giannis doesn't guard, but you still have to prepare for Giannis on the defensive side of the floor. That that is a fact. Now, if you I'll, I'll let you roll with the whole Giannis might not guard thing. That's one thing. But don't sit there and tell me you're not about to sit here and at least, you know, develop some sort of strategy of how you want to approach Giannis on the defensive end. That I I, I can't accept that. You might you might not want to say that Giannis can't shut down a certain player. All right, cool. But in terms of not being aware. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Aware, come on now. Of course. He's that, 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 defend, helps help side, weak side. You right, know, right, right. That's, of course. That's what I'm saying. So you have seven, to make sure he's seven, that he's seven he's, feet. I mean, yeah, Rudy Gobert's seven feet too. So, I mean, of course. Well, you, of course you're going to know these. Seven, but I'm saying not all seven guys are great defenders. To Chris, be Parzingis, Chris Parzingis is a great rim pr protector as well. He's okay, seven feet. Again, that's, I'm just saying, okay. I can throw some right. I can throw some great help side defender, you know, like Brooke Lopez. All I'm saying is most big men, you know, if they can't damn near like rim protect and be a good help side defender, that's a bigger issue in itself. But okay, a lot fine. of big men in this league can really do what Giannis can really do. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it All 100. Right. Like help side, weak side, I'm going to keep it 100. Not taking anything away, but like a lot of Miles Turner, 
Go watch the tape. Go put the film up. Miles Turner is an excellent rim protector and help side, weak side defender. Not saying he's better than Giannis, but damn, it ain't like, shit. It's so much like, not a comparison. Like, you can make a comparison. You can make a comparison with Chris Sosmer's A comparison on what? You can make a comparison of like, you can have a conversation like, yo, all right, like, I really have Giannis as a rim protector, help side defender, but like, Miles Turner, if I get Miles, it's like, yo, it's not that much of a drop off. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. I mean, when you look at, you know, numbers wise, and obviously, you know, Miles in terms of Blacksburg game and stuff, I hear you on that. I'm, I'm not here to, you know. Anthony Davis right? as well. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's just kind of like, the best, the best defenders are the guys I feel like can actually guard. But even then, like Draymond Green basically came out and said he's the best defender of all time. And the reason why he said that is because like, yo, he says like, yo, it's not many defenders that can do what I can bring on a basketball court. Being a defensive bully, being able to play help side, be the anchor of the defense, um, switch, rim protect sometimes, but also being able to guard as well for long possessions, whether you're guarding one through five, where he's guarding guards, where he's just guarding wings, where he's guarding post post guys like he feels that's that's you know he's an all-time great defender like one of the best ever but to me all right but to me there's a difference between being versatile and being a great defender like that's you true. can be you can be a that's great true. defender but can't really guard like that on the perimeter like yeah. some the, of the, the greatest the, defenders the, 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 of all the, the, yeah the like, player of the year just want one yeah the, like <laughs> okay i was talking more about guys like dwight howard and not necessarily yeah. taking away you know from what he was doing but i'm saying you didn't really see him guarding point guards course, like that but he course, was but able he was to protect tra- the rim he was a tra- traditional center and he was so athletic so dominant like yo yeah. he was a, a athletic force defending the rim like it's it was yeah. insane like he was, I mean at, at the end of the day the, the award is defensive player of the year not best yeah. you know perimeter defender of the year so if your job of is course. to defend and you are of doing course. a great job of preventing the other team from scoring regardless of what level it is you gotta you know the game is to put the ball in the hoop and to stop the ball from getting the hoop so if you got a rim pr- protector like Giannis, Miles Turner, like Rudy Gobert, you got to give them credit because they're stopping the ball from getting in the hoop. At the end of the day, that's why I don't really love the whole like blocks don't matter and like steals don't matter. It does matter. Like people love like looking at defensive analytics and stuff like that, which has helped your boy Giannis win this defensive player of the year award. But at the same time, it's just kind of like those blocks and steals do matter. Yeah. And I mean, we look at off ball defense and, you know, when we talk about steals, Steph too. Okay, yeah. I mean, like it, it's it, it's there. I think Monty Poole came on and talked about Steph is an underrated off ball defender. Now, obviously, you know he may not guard on ball all the time, but off ball is a he's form of defense on his, too. He's improved on his on ball defense as well. Absolutely, like, I, think people, I think sometimes people run with the narrative like, "Yo, a guy can't really do something defensively, or he's bad defensively." But when a lot of times this stuff is really like ninety percent effort and then like ten percent skill defensively, if you really want to break things down to a T. Like James Harden, he's a terrible defender. Like James Harden, like has improved his def- defense. You know, among the years, he since everybody kept saying how bad and trash he was. Like he's one of the best like post defenders in the NBA. Like Steph has improved his on ball defense. He's still not gonna lock you down like a a Draymond Green <laughs> or like a you know Lou Dork. Like he's not gonna do that. But it's just like yo, he can still hold his own at times. Yeah, you know, speaking of stuff, though, I, I think I heard you guys mention before I got I on this call. Yeah, I just want like, some, the, res, some stuff, what? respect from you, Theus. I feel like you need to start giving this man the, the respect that that's he That's not really what deserves. it is. That's not what it is. I respect, I respect Steph. The only thing that I want from everybody, with you, Twitter, everybody, is make sure that the energy is consistent. 
It is consistent. Okay. Right, right. It's always consistent I, on my end. I, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know how it is. Some people like to move the goalposts. When LeBron James during his peak, and even now, he does not get the luxury of having days off. He does not get the luxury of being able of shooting freaking 25, 30% from the field and just people just say, oh yeah, you know, just off night. No, he gets criticized to no end. The same way with Kevin Durant and all these other players. My thing is, if we are going to mention Steph, and I love Steph, I agree that he is at the table, right? But the thing is, if we are going to say that, then we have to continue to hold him at a high center for every single game. I don't want people saying like one day, okay, yeah, he's the best player in the world, but the next day if he has an off game, well, he's only like 6'2". He's still a point guard. He can't do everything. I don't want to hear that. You either put him in a conversation with Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Giannis and judge him game by game, or you say, you know what, he's not like those guys, but I'm tired of the whole one minute, he's this golden boy that can't do no wrong, and then the next minute, well, no, look, at, well look at his well, team. He don't have Clay Thompson. I don't want to hear that. Be consistent with I mean, every... Yeah, of course, but like, come on no, now. It's, it's no consistency. It's no consistency. There's no consistency with Giannis, no consistency with Stephen Curry, but it's always consistency with Kevin Durant and LeBron James. It's crazy. The, it's crazy. Been, which is why they've been the top two players for damn near a decade. Like, it's, it's no consistency. Whatsoever. We, we have this conversation all the time, and it's just kind of like it goes with guys being well-liked by the media. Yeah, and I got a question for you. I want you to run on this if you don't mind. Um, I think there was a post someone did. I forgot who it was, but like is Steph this generation's player, like, or is this, is, you know, like, did you, do you remember that question? No, yeah, yeah, I remember that question. It's yeah. hell no. Hell no. It's disrespectful. It's what, disrespectful what was the exact project. question, though? What was the exact question? The, the que- do you remember? The question was, has has Stephen Curry surpassed LeBron James basically as the the best player of the generation? Like, are we going to start thinking about this era of basketball? Are we gonna, we're going to be thinking about Stephen Curry being over LeBron James. The question, the answer to that question is hell no. I actually made a tweet. Like, I just felt that LeBron James is, is maybe one, if not <laughs> the most dis- disrespected legend of all time, maybe one of them. Um, so it's just like, it's crazy. Like what LeBron James has done. <laughs> You know, what, man, career. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. You know, what? let me let me let me take the opposite approach on that. OK, it's because it's easy. Right. When we talk about the H.A. finals, you know, year 19, all that stuff and, and, and whatnot. But when you think about the fact, right, <laughs> that he's still doing it at this age, it's, it's not crazy. like, you know, what I'm saying, Brian, you know, 32, 33. It ain't like the same. 37. You know what I'm saying? Like thir- two, two weeks. Bro is pushing 40. And this ain't like, you know. No shade to any other sport, but this ain't no sport where you just sit back and chill and whatnot. This is a like a physical game where like if you're not up to par with you know your shape and, and shape and all that, you're going to get exposed. So to know that this man is still performing at a high level and still dominating in year night, yeah. And and I, you know, I love you know how long ago LeBron James was a rookie. I want you to think. Where where were you at in 2003? We was kids. Like, do you know how like, like do you know how long kids. ago this man kids. got drafted? And not kids. only is he still in the damn league, but he is dominating. 2003. Yeah, he got that same. He got that same. Got that like, same sauce Captain America got in the Marvel movies. Like, come on, man. Yeah, he built from a lab. Like, come LeBron on, is, man. Like, he's special. He's special. It's nothing. And then now, my thing. Go ahead, this. Go ahead. Go, no, you got. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I so said my thing is just like. When I when I watching him, it's kind of like he's still so like damn good. <laughs> it's like because I'm watching like, yes, he's lost a step athletically. Like he can't finish and get to the rim where you clogged up paint like he used to in back in the Cleveland days, Miami days, where like yo, it don't matter if that rim is who in that rim. He get into the he get into the paint if he wants to. 
Now he needs like more space and stuff like that to operate, but he can still get to the rim and attack, of course. But like his movement, like the way he looks, his body wise, like his endurance, I'm like, yo, like he's in peak position. Not peak position, he's in peak like form. Like he's not, may not be at this all time peak, but it's just like, yo, his movement on the basketball court, how loose he looks, like fluid he looks, especially around the rim. Even the dunking the basketball, like he's not as athletic as he used to be, but like he's still so damn athletic. And it's just kind of like, even defensively, like he's not this all time great defender like we've seen in Miami days, but like you, <laughs> he can stay in front of guard still. He can stay in front of, he's strong enough to stay in front of, uh, you know, defend offensive players in the post. Like he does a lot of things where right now I'm just like, damn, like it's, it's surreal when he is healthy. That's what I'm saying. He's top three. Now the and thing like, is, oh sorry, sorry. No, he's. I just said when he's healthy, he's top three, and in the playoffs, like he he could have a chance to prove that. Yo, he's still number one this year. But go ahead. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> facts. I, I I I agree with all that. Um, but I, I will say though, I feel like unfortunately with the specific era that we're in right now, maybe just maybe there's children <laughs> out there that might view Steph in a similar way that we view LeBron. Similar, not the exact same, because. When we were like, you know, a decade ago, whatever, and even now, it was almost as if like, well, who was LeBron going to play in the finals? That was a question. It wasn't whether or not LeBron was going to make the finals or not, because you kind of knew that. But it's like, all right, who, who's coming out the West? You know, and now, even though the Warriors are obviously still a good basketball team, people know that the Warriors or whoever, someone else can still make it to the finals. And so I think with all the threes and all the breaking of the records, a lot of young people are looking at Steph now and think like, man, what he's doing. And in a way, he might be more relatable, right? Because LeBron still is just a different type of human being, right? But people, specimen. Right. And I don't want to use that word, but just the idea yeah. of like people could probably look at Steph and look at him eye to eye and be like, yo, like we, you know, we're kind of somewhat built the same. But LeBron is like, yo, you're not... You're not me. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm that guy. You feel me? But and Steph is just like, oh, you know. Yeah, people can. People can feel that way. But let me tell right. you, Steph. Steph is an alien too. Like <laughs> people, like, oh, like you shoot threes. A little, I could be like Stephen Curry. Like, yeah. okay. Like it. Yeah, you got to. Well, yeah, well gotta, just from a physical aspect. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. But just yeah, from yeah, a physical, yeah. You got to. You. You know, shoot threes and stuff like work on your ball handling and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like, yo, it's only one Stephen Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's, it's only one Steph. I think it's like people look at Steph as like, yo. It's easier to see yourself as being a Stephen Curry as being a LeBron James. I think that's why the whole like Facts. concept of like, yo, he changed the way the game is played on all levels because like most kids now want to handle the ball and they want to shoot threes and stuff like that. That is fine. He also changed the way the NBA, this new era in the NBA. I think what what people got to understand, what makes LeBron James different from, you know, any of these guys, even Kevin Durant to a degree, is that why I don't like the whole like, oh, like just generation and stuff like that. You know, it's LeBron because like LeBron has played, he's not even, he, a, a, legit, a legitimate argument we made that LeBron James is not even from this generation. He played in a non-space. Like he was, he was part of that, 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 that era that was coming out. Like it was tight. He was like real like zone defense and stuff. Like he was in that era as well. Like, like people, Bron don't forgetting. have an era. Bron don't have an era. It's like he's, <laughs> He's, he's transcending eras. Like LeBron yeah. James has been a, like, it's, the NBA has changed three times since LeBron James has been in the league, bro. And he's still been dominant and still won in almost every era that he's been in. 
and been a dominant force and been considered like not if not the best player in all the eras, consider at least top three. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how crazy like in the era with Kobe and T Mac and Tim Duncan and, and Paul Pierce, like he he was he was still considered like he may not have been better than Kobe during that time, but like he was damn near close. You know what I'm saying? That's how special LeBron James has been. And I think people forget that. Like, yo, Steph has really flourished in this generation, in this era, but it's just kind of like LeBron James has been dominant. Not saying Steph Curry couldn't play in the early 2000s or nothing like that, but I'm saying it's just like I've seen LeBron be dominant in three different eras in his NBA career, which just shows you how damn special he is at the end of the day. And to be able to make that adjustment too, because it's yeah. different playing styles in, in each era, right? Yeah. So you got guys that's shooting from 40 feet. Now you had guys back then, you know, going to low post often and frequently. So yeah. now, and to be able to dominate in any and every every era. Any era. You know, and, no, and no, I, yeah. And Nor, Norris talked about it too last episode, like being able to guard pretty much any position, you know? And it's like, we'll, we'll, we'll never see another player like LeBron James ever again. Like, no. No. Even with the way things are now, with guys having more opportunities and chances and exposure, and from a health standpoint, guys have you know more access to weight rooms and all these things. I still, even with that, don't think we'll ever again see another player like LeBron James, bro. Like ever again. Like yeah. I, maybe I can say that about some other guys, you know, the Katies and stuff. But I know for a fact, bro. Like it is not ever <laughs> again, especially yeah. when we talk about longevity. You know, like I, th- I still think Katie and Steph, you know, they still have um, years to go. And Bron does too. But I mean, like, we don't know if Katie and Steph are going to, you know, by year 19 still be playing at this high level of basketball. We know, we are seeing for a fact, right, that LeBron is doing this now. So that's just, uh, <laughs> man. Know. But, you know. Get, get ready. We People people keep, like, counting down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when, what I'm when's saying. Like, gonna, yeah. When's LeBron going to retire? When's LeBron going to retire? The way he's looking now. LeBron got another five, six years left, bro. Like, that's how, that's how dominant he looks. And, I, and you know what I, I like about the Lakers? I know people talk about the Lakers and stuff like that and their team and they're up and down or whatever. I think they're going to be fine at the end of the day. We, always, we had a podcast talking about that. But you know what I like about the Lakers? Is that LeBron James has entered his Kobe mode. Basically, when Kobe was in the latter portion of his, his career, Kobe was just focused on scoring that damn ball. I know LeBron had a triple-double the other day. But, like, now they got Russell Westbrook who can really rebound and pass and assist. And now they kind of just let LeBron just go out. LeBron, go take 25 shots a game. Go take 30 shots a game. Like, we haven't really seen, like, LeBron just, like, we're seeing this with this Los Angeles Lakers team where LeBron is just like, yo, he's shooting that pill. And I like it. Like, he's just focused on scoring. Like, yo, we got a player in Russ that can handle the assists. We got a player in Russ that can handle the, the rebounds and stuff like that and pushing the ball up the floor. We know, LeBron, we want you to go out and score. Anytime you get that ball, you feel like you open, shoot it. <laughs> at the third level, at the second level, even at the post in the first level, just be you, just focus on scoring. I really like what the Lake, I really like that for LeBron at this, at this age that he's in. But I think too, last season is definitely helping. Um, because not to say that, you know, LeBron and the Lakers needed a lesson, but this idea of I think the team as a whole is realizing now they can't just wait until the end of the season, just kind of flip the switch, right? They, like they're going to have to win basketball games now. Um, the Western Conference is still lethal. So, you know, even though their record may not be ultimately what they want it to be now, yeah. um, it, you, you can't wait until March or April you, to really get it on. It's almost, so it's almost, it's almost it's Christmas not, time. You, you yeah, know what's it, about It's that. almost Christmas time. So you are, it's, it, it, it's got to be go mode. If the Lakers can stay healthy, 
you yeah. know, and, and they get that rhythm down packed. Just remember, all you know, all the little haters and whatnot that has something to say and da da da. Hey, yeah, yeah, don't it's, run. It's, it's, it's <laughs> almost 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 Christmas time. You know, it's optimism. Almost Christmas. Kyrie, Kevin Durant on the phone talking to Kyrie. Like, let's talk about hit, it. I was waiting like, for it. Let's talk like, about it. We could do it now. He's like, it's like, do you think Kyrie Irving is going to return this season? Based on the reports that we're seeing, it's optimism. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I I I hope so. I yeah. hope so. It's just a matter of when, because again, obviously, you know, got to get the rhythm down packed and the chemistry and all that, of course. Um, but yeah, man, we we we, we got to see Kyrie Irving play playoff basketball. And honestly, I don't care about the regular season. What he doesn't, you know, like, he he's he's stamped and proven enough that like, yo, you know, I get it. Like if he if he goes out there and averages like fifteen or sixteen a game, I wouldn't be like, oh shit, is he all right? No, he's gonna be all right. Especially when you got Kevin Durant and James Harden, the pressure won't be at the same. But yeah. um, at the same time, you know, the sooner the better. But if, if if he can come back, man, obviously I know Kevin would appreciate it. He wouldn't have to be dropping fifty pieces like this. But um, well, James Harden was out that game. But yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm saying, well, of course, of course, of yeah. course, and that's a, it, that's it, a huge factor. And they missing Joe Joe Harris, but it was fun. That was a fun. I mean, that was oh, nothing to KD. That was nothing to KD. Yeah, you, really. you, yeah, all right. So you take KD off that court. Who was? I'm. Oof, oof. She's scary. All right, but no, I just want to mention <laughs> it. gets spooky. Um, but yeah, man, if, if Kyrie come back, bro, Eastern Conference needs to be um, on their toes, man. NBA. Uh, oh, okay, yes, but the entire NBA. Yes, yes, the NBA only as well. NBA, West, East don't matter because if he's if they can get that chemistry down pack, let me tell you something. It's it's over, over for a lot of teams. You'll see, man. We, I, I, I can't say I can't say over. it's gonna be over for at least two teams. Over, Every, and over. honestly, even three, even three. Unless you, unless you got, a, unless you got like a team that got maybe even four. Some t- I don't know, bro. Like, I, I mean, listen, all, all the teams that I'm thinking of right now are already proven, or at least have one guy that has proven. True. So that that's all it is. And and again, on paper, there's no doubt in my mind that <laughs> Brooklyn is my, like that. But Miami. Oh, that, Miami, wasn't even the, that wasn't even the team I was thinking of, but yeah. I'm t- Miami, Lakers, Clippers are, are quasi. I would, I would say Phoenix and Golden State, to be honest. Golden State. I'm going to even, I'm going to, the Bucks. I'm gonna, I got to, I got to get. Yeah, well, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so let, let's say the four teams, <laughs> or at least my four teams. You may have just ones that are different. Um, Milwaukee, Phoenix, um, the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the Nets. I mean, if that's the you know, yeah. yeah. Unless I'm forgetting somebody, I know you go said to Miami. State, go, to, go to State in Miami. I think those six teams yeah. right there are. I think I think those six teams are going. I think the Nets, the Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers. I think I think I think Miami could do it, but that's a situation Bucks. where yeah. like they they still have new acquisitions and stuff. So like, if I'm gonna give either team the benefit of the doubt, it's going to be. Yeah. Brooklyn. The only reason why I'm saying those other teams is because they've already proven it with their core. Miami hasn't really done that. That's and, and, and especially with Bam's injury. So yeah, you know, and, and the Brooklyn Nets haven't really proved anything. They only played like 11 games together with that trio. So it's just right. Like, but I mean, on why, paper, <laughs> of course, on paper. But yeah, that's, <laughs> you know. that's but why you think why you think Kevin Durant probably right now is like yo, he's looking at the schedule like yo, we need to get you back like before the second half of the season start All Star game because like we need to develop chemistry because we still as great as they are, they only play like 10 games last year because. James Harden got hurt. Kevin Durant missed a lot of games as well. Man, and I got to go to a Nets game, man. And it was Kyrie, it was Kyrie back, and, and it was Kyrie. Uh, <laughs> it was Kyrie for a lot of those games as well. And then Kyrie got hurt as well. But it's just like it's. I hope Kyrie comes back. I think he's going to come back. Um, the league is better 
with Kyrie Irving. He's the most skilled basketball player of all time in my eyes. The greatest ball handler the league has ever seen. The best show in the NBA, in my opinion. Three-level scorer. Finished with either hand. <laughs> Amber Dexterous. Like, it's it's serious. Like, this brother is is a true artist on a basketball court. Like, he's a magician, man. I mean, and the game is, he makes the game beautiful and fun to watch. So, I'm I'm hoping KD hit that hit that call. Da, 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 da. Like Kyrie, what's up? <laughs> what's up, man? Like it's it's almost that time, and I I I really feel that that Kyrie Irving, even if he doesn't get the vax or not, I feel like yo, Kevin Durant, like yo, way games, something like it's 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 time, you know. But but, that, but that's the thing too is like when we talking about like I didn't I didn't you know, would he have to get vaccinated or even if he doesn't, it I think the Nets have made it clear like I don't think it'll be like an on and off thing. Like, all right, he only plays away games or he only plays home games. Okay, so, so if you he think can, it's, it's fully or not? Okay, well, yeah, that, 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 that's just what I'm thinking and, and what I'm yeah. kind of hoping. Because even I'm just thinking, like, as a teammate, too, as, as a coaching staff or whatever, it's yeah. like that's, that's too inconsistent. Now, obviously, if you can have Kyrie play, hey, play. But, like, the consistency just won't be there, you know? So, yeah, consistency you, also. Like, like, you, like, you, I'm saying, like, you obviously not about to have Kyrie on your team and say, you know what, because you, you know, you're not playing means. We don't want you here at all, but it's like at the same time, if you're like, what exactly are you trying to build with your team? Like one minute you got a guy starting, the next minute yeah. someone else is, and especially if it's not even injury based. So true, but true. It's still Kyrie. So true, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but, that's true. Yeah, I mean, all right. So uh, another guy I want to talk about too. Um, I was gonna say for the cap or no cap, but I want to address it now. Um, <laughs> Zion. <sighs> <laughs> we both did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man got generational hey, man. wealth. Shout out hey, to that man. man. Facts, facts, shout my out, brother. Shout out facts. to that man. Gatorade, facts, man. That, Jordan, the contract. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, you know, the bag has been secured. Zion Williamson. There's a reason why I would say, saying before the draft, I would take John Morant. I thought John Moran was going to be, I felt like John Moran was the best player, even over Zion Williamson. But the reason, another reason why, because I was worried about Zion's weight and his health and those knees. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was worried about that. <sighs> One, I think he's done for the rest of the season. He has to be done for the rest of the season. Two, it's just kind of like he's, this is on his third lower body injury already. In three seasons, he hasn't played, I don't think, Three seasons. I don't think he's played a hundred games in three seasons. Like it's like, yo, I don't. I I hope I hope he comes back healthy, fully healthy, and he's fine. But he has to get that weight under control. But it doesn't help that he was drafted to a poverty franchise that has the same there training facility there as go. their NFL team. Like that's that's one of the reasons why Anthony Davis had to get the hell out of Anthony Davis. Had a lot of injuries with the New Oregon Pelicans. Like Drew Holiday. Like it's just it's like. Cheap organizations, like, I, I swear, bro, I just hope, I really hope Zion, some people feel like, oh, Zion just doesn't want to play with the Oregon Pelicans. Shit, man, I wouldn't want to play with the Oregon Pelicans. Maybe that's it. But it's just like, maybe he eating that, that, that good old New Orleans food, <laughs> gumbo and all that, all them spices and Cajun chicken and all that. Maybe he just feel like, yo, I'm, you know, I mean, good, but I really don't want to be here. So, like, maybe he, like, not as concerned with his, his weight as he should be if he was playing with a a team that could get him the right assets and the right dietitian and all these things. I'm not saying that the New Yorkers haven't done that, but I don't know. I don't know when you got an organization that got the same training for 
staff as your NFL team. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. And then historically, this has been an issue. Like, I don't know if they switched it up or changed it or whatever, but historically, there's been issues with that training staff where people was like, yo, the training staff in New Orleans is, is more, you know, they're more NFL-based. Like, they do NFL stuff. Like, yo, shit don't make no sense, bro. Like, uh, you know, you know me. It's still too early to say the words "free Zion." I always believe in a guy got to be there at least five years before I say you need to be freed from a organization. But I mean, because at the same time, too, I think he's got to prove. And we, as we mentioned, like health, health, e- episodes, health. right? That's what I'm saying. Regardless of what the reason is, yeah. right? But whether it be the winning aspect or the health aspect, he's still got to prove it himself. Um, so even though we want to say, say it's the Pelicans and all that, um, which I definitely think he can do. Right? I don't. I don't. It's still early. He's still, you know. He's still young, so yeah. um, like, what would he? What would he be like a, a senior right now at Duke? So it's yeah, like he's, he's still got you kind of yeah. yeah you still, he's still got time. Um, I know you know you like to view them as a, a poverty franchise, but I mean they are. It, you know that's for you yeah, to say. I'm, I'm here to. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> the, yes, I, I mean, think. Um, right, right. Yes, I think also with Zion, what kind of concerns me with these lower body like injuries and stuff like that. That can start like pulling on your Achilles, you know, you start foot injuries and stuff like that. That's why it's very critical for him to like come back and kind of like lose some weight because you don't, you don't want to like get injuries where you may not be able to come back for, especially when your game is like predicated on athleticism first. Like it's the reason why Kevin Durant, I wasn't worried about Kevin Durant because coming back from Achilles injury because his game was never predicated on athleticism. Sure, KD is athletic, of course. He's one of, he's an NBA player, seven foot. You got to be somewhat athletic to be a seven foot monster. But it's just kind of like his game is not relied solely on athleticism the same way we say Zion Williamson. So I don't, the more lower body injuries he's suffering, the more worried I get because like, I don't want him to get something really serious where he can't come back for back from. And also I'm very worried because he hasn't started his skill journey yet. This is why I need Zion to get in the gym. And this is why we got to shout out Julius Randle because Julius Randle came into the league, not the athlete Zion Williamson was, but he still worked at the low block and the low post angle and operating the first level of the basketball court. But over the course of his career, he developed, you know, developed his handle, developed his mid-range shot. So I'm hoping that Zion Williamson not only comes back healthy, but he starts that skill journey very soon. Because, like, if he keeps getting hurt and stuff like that, he's going to have to rely on his skill set and not his athleticism. But hopefully he can come back healthy and he can rely on his athleticism and still start his skill journey and rely on both because like it would be a shame if he never really develop a true you know skill set and then he keeps getting hurt and then next thing you know it's just kind of like he's out the league entirely damn that was a, a wild timeline going from he's out the league entirely but i mean we've seen it it happened to players i don't think that'll happen yeah. with zion hopefully you know if he does no, end up leaving the city of new orleans um yeah. but I mean, hey, man, stranger things have happened, you know, yeah. but at the same, who knows? Maybe this is the moment, the, the turn, his turnaround moment, you know, where he, you know, just says, all right. And Joel B too, was I, the same way, bro. Yeah, he yeah. Three and, years and, and stuff like that, 82 games, and then Joel B was able to turn around. That's a big guy, too, exactly, as well. So. Exactly. Sometimes patience really is a virtue, yeah. you know, and, and it's obvious the Pelicans aren't in any rush to win anything, for crying out loud, let alone a championship. So, I mean, there is time on his side. I don't think they're going to be pressuring him to come back any quicker than he has to, um, which I think is a good thing and overall for his health. But man, I just don't know what's next, you know, for that franchise. I mean, obviously, you you know, you 
try your best to keep Zion NBI. But if if one guy is you know, is, isn't healthy, B, you think BI should win out? He should win out. I mean, he's got his money, right? So I mean, Lonzo, Lonzo got out. Like he's in the he's in the second year of his his extension. This is the second year, I think. But when we when we get to three number three and then closer to number four, it's you gonna hear it. He gonna win out. Trust me. The reason why Lonzo Ball won it out, you know, saying so they they had a they had a great core. This <laughs> like they ruined their opportunity. Like it's only a matter of time before Brandon Ingram wants out. I guarantee it. The Brandon Ingram should win out now. He should be trying to get to like damn near. He should be trying to get to Philly. Like he should be trying to like work his way to like try to get to Philly. Like yo, I want to get to Philly, play with Joe and B, be the perfect situation, three level scorer, athletic, can handle the ball as well. Like shit, he should get to damn try to get anywhere. <laughs> He should be looking around like what, what player that, you know, that's maybe a free agent next year that may not want to re-sign to a team or that may be like some friction with, look at the Celtics. Rumors have like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Like, there you go. Yeah. Like what do you think about this guy with that situation? Like Jalen Brown should win out. But there's no real reason for them, for either those guys, Jalen and Jason to want out. Not yet. Like, no. But right, Jalen should want out. I mean, you think Jalen should? Why? I think Jalen should win out because I just feel like, well, I feel like the end is in sight in Boston because like, as we, we talked about this, we several podcasts ago, it's just like they're as great as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are as a wing tandem, potentially have, they could be like Paul George and Kawhi, but it's like, we've hardly ever seen it really work. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if LeBron and, and D-Wade, it worked. Pippen and Jordan, it worked, but it worked because Pippen was much more of a point like four and they can defend and stuff like that. That's why at first I was kind of like when I heard like people pitching this idea, I was like Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. And I was just like, well, the Philadelphia Sixers should definitely do that. And I was kind of like, I don't know if the, the Boston Celtics should do that for Ben. But now as I'm starting to look at it, it make it kind of makes sense because like you pair you got Jason Tatum three level score can also guard on the perimeter one through four can shoot it very smooth you get Ben Simmons point four can rebound that can defend as well can get Jason Tatum easy shots it may it may probably be a better duo of Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at first I wasn't really rocking with it but now it's kind of like uh, yeah, but, have... but 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 now it goes back to the original problem is that I think, I mean, you mentioned this more than anyone. It's like Ben needs to be surrounded by like shooters. That's that's true. Like in yeah. Jason Tatum, he's a shooter, yes, but he's not a catch and or he's not he's more than just a catch and shoot guy. Yeah. And so like, you know, if you're talking about ISO and you just give the ball to Jason, get out the way. Well, what that's taking away from Ben's strength. You know, like yeah. his biggest strength isn't you know slashing to the basket or being an offensive rebounder or a catch and shoot, or even an off-ball guy. So if you got two guys that need the ball well, to score think, or do you know, what they do, it's like, well, are we back think, at square one? I don't, but I think, I think Jason Tatum's problem is, is that, you know, I love Jason Tatum, but like, it's too much. And even Jalen Brown, it's like, they don't have a guy that can really set them up. That's, that, that's yeah. So having Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is going to probably be able to get Jason Tatum easy looks. And then if you build, start building a team around like with shooters and stuff like that, it's kind of like it can work in a way. You get what I'm saying? Like 
Because yeah. Jason Taylor's not gonna always have to go out and have to get him a, a isolation, isolation between the legs, step back three. You know, he's not yeah. gonna always have to do that. But I, th- I think there's a difference between guys like Ben Simmons and like guys like Ricky Rubio, if you will, right? Like they're obviously both point guards and they facilitate. But to me, Rubio and, and even like Rubio and like guys like Rondo are guys that will literally get them in the right spot and put the ball where it needs to be put. While Ben is more of like a, all right, I'm going to, you know, attract the defense and kick it out to you. And I'm not saying that Ben can't do that yeah. for Jason Tatum, but I think yeah. it's more likely for it to be like Ben has the ball in his hands going to yeah. work and then, you know, he attracts the defense. I don't think it'll be that way if if the Celtics have like more of a true, true, true traditional guard like yeah. Lonzo. You know what I mean? Like a guy who can literally, yo, I got you. Here you go. Let me get out the way and let you operate. I don't see that with, you know, Ben. I think, yeah, at the same time, I don't see that either. But at the same time, it's just like Ben Simmons, like Jason Tatum is a shot creator. Like he can score anywhere. So it's just kind of like we saw with LeBron James. Like LeBron James had J.R. Smith, had Kevin Love, and he had, you know, another, another guard that can shoot the three. And then you had Kyrie Irving. So if I'm looking at the, the Boston Celtics, if you could kind of formulate what the Celtics did with LeBron with Ben and Jason Tatum, with Jason Tatum being this, you know, shot creator, can play off ball, can have the ball in his hands, can do do anything. It's just like, you may be awesome, but you got to get the right personnel, like what you're saying. Like, you have to get the right personnel is key. I think you have to figure it out, but it's just like, you may want to take that that risk because like, what we're seeing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's just kind of like, they both the same. You know what I'm saying? They both elite shot creators. Both got to have the ball in their hands. Both isolation. Your turn, my turn. It's not going to necessarily work. So why not, if Ben is available, why not take that chance? Because you don't have to. And the only reason why I say that is because I, I still obviously think, you know, Ben Simmons is talented. He's a great player and all this and that. But in terms of the value of the trade talk, like it definitely sucks when a guy has made it clear that he wants to be traded or it's, it's obvious now that trade talks are happening. So it's like, well, if you don't have to give up Jalen Brown, then why would you? And obviously, like, sure. I, I, like sure. if, if that if that isn't on the table, then it is what it is. But, like, it's not like I feel like the Celtics are so thirsty to get Ben Simmons. Like, we all know that a, either a trade is on the way or a trade should happen sooner rather than later. So it's like if you don't have to trade up guys or you if you can give up less to get more, yeah. this is all a, a numbers game at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. Interesting. Neither, neither, neither of those teams being the Lakers if we <laughs> keep it a stack. But. Yeah, and Boston's struggling right now, but like they don't have no identity, bro. Like it's so obvious, like coming into the season, I was just like, yo, what are they, what are we doing? Like got Marcus Smart, you got Jalen Brown, you got Jason Taylor. It's just like, what's the offense? The offense has been the same. Like, and then you get rid of Kimmel Walker, all right, you had too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, Kimmel was dropping shot creator and stuff like that. You got Jalen Brown, shot creator, <laughs> three level score. You got Jason Taylor, three level score, shot creator. So it's just like, it didn't work. All right, cool. But it's just like you didn't really – you got Marcus Smart, a, a 3 and D guy basically, and it's just kind of like what, what is the strategy? Like you missed out on Nikola Vucevic with the, with the Bulls. He's with the Bulls now. Like you missed out on Lonzo Ball. He's with the Bulls now. Like what's, what are we doing here? What, what, what are we doing here? I think that's the big question with the Boston Celtics. What the hell are we doing here? And what is our identity? Kinda, like what is, what, is, what is our identity? Like – what what are we doing here? Are we, and that's what I'm saying. I've you know that's why I didn't like the whole like Brad Stevens went from doing a shitty job coaching his last couple of years with the Boston Celtics, amazing coach, but it's just kind of like 
it was some a lot of those playoff series like where I was very questionable, like, yo, what are we, what am I watching, Brad Stevens? And then he gets promoted and goes up <laughs> into the front office where Danny Ainge was dropping the ball, just acquiring draft picks, acquiring draft picks, and never using them, never really doing anything. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, like what I don't know who they go after. Like who's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, it's got to be a, a young guard that can, you know, put those guys in the best position to score. But I don't know who it would be. Um, and I don't see them blowing it up, though. I mean, I think both of those guys are too viable for you to just yeah, I, I wake up one morning hard. and just say, yeah, all right, let's hard. trade them. I already, like, say ben, I'd say, I already say Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is still, I still have believe Ben Simmons can be very, very special in this year. And I feel like if you had to, you know, take a chance, why not take a chance and requiring a player that's a two-time All-Star and arguably the best defender in the NBA that still has loads of potential that can improve? Instead of like waiting until like Jalen Brown gets fed up and be like, yo, I want out. And then now you're like looking around like, yo, who can we get? Who we can, who we can, who can we get? Who can we get? And you're looking around like shit. And a lot of, it's not a lot, not a lot, not a lot, not a lot. <laughs> and <then> you, <laughs> so I, I don't know about that. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely some things happening around with that entire division, really. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Back before the internet, Slam Magazine, and the AAU circuit we know today, there was only one proving ground, the five-star basketball camp. It's where a kid named Mike Jordan made a coach say for the first and probably the last time, Who the is that? But to truly understand five-star, we have to get to know its founder, Howard Garfinkel, simply known as Garf. Throughout this series, we'll explore how Garf built the best show in basketball and the stories surrounding the insane amount of talent that came through his camp. I'll explain why five stars run at the top couldn't last forever, and how Garf eventually flew too close to the summer sun with the NCAA burning him in the end. It was the 200 coaches that were complaining. They put the pressure to the NCAA to stop it. Plus, you'll hear exclusive conversations I've had with the five-star alum like Coach K, Grant Hill, Meta Artest, Hubie Brown, Rick Pitino, and a whole lot more who helped change the game forever. I am Tate Frazier. Welcome to the world of five stars. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Cap or no cap. Right now. Nikola Jokic is a top five player in the NBA. Whew. Top five offensive talent for sure. Top five player. Well, this, this is probably going to be the, the slam post tomorrow. I'm about to say, don't, don't answer too quick. <laughs> don't answer too quick. Don't play Jokic. I'm not here to say whether it's true or false, but don't say it like it's a hell no. This is definitely going to be the slam post for tomorrow. Is Jokic a top five player in the NBA? We got LeBron James. This is no order. Giannis. Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry. We got one spot left. Who's on the boat? Who is on the damn boat? <laughs> who, who is getting left on the Man, island? Kawhi's out. Uh, I'm, my only thing is, bro. Don't make it more difficult than it has to be. Don't. My You're only stretch is- yourself out trying to think of another name. 
It's not. I don't. It's not thinking another name because I had to think about like, do I think Nikola Jokic is a better center than Joel Embiid? That's what I'm struggling with. So that's 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 what I'm struggling right now because I think Jokic offensively is one of the, the top five offensive talent, maybe a top three offensive talent in the world right now. What he does on the offensive side of the basketball is insane. But it's just like I can't ignore the defensive side of the ball when we talk about big men. Wings to bigs, like three to five. I can't ignore. I can't maybe I can't ignore it when it's the ones and twos, really. But like, <laughs> but when it's the threes and fives, and you six, seven, six, eight, and up, I can't really ignore it. And I know Joe Embiid is a monster on both sides of the basketball court. But I would say no cap. I'm. <laughs> I would say oh, I would say, I would say, I would say, I would say no cap. I would say no cap. I would say no cap. And remember, I said right now. Right now. So I, I mean no the count. numbers and just no Jamal. Yeah, you no know count. you you know you look at the injuries that Nuggets done had. I mean no Jamal, no Michael Porter Jr. and okay, okay. Uh, and you know let's saying, get let's get spicy though because I posted something. I, I posted something talking about Nikola Jokic on my IG page. Rashad Phillips commented and said that Nikola Jokic doesn't get the credit that he deserves because he's what they want Luca to be. Humble, a winner, and he said something else. But I was like, yo. I Man, it was like, that, I was like, <laughs> yo. That he may be on to something because, like, when we talk about Nikola Jokic, it's like, wow, he's having a better season than his MVP season. And he's got guys that's on talk there. Talk about it. He got guys on there that shit. I, I maybe can compete for a day on the door for 13 spot. And I ain't played competitive basketball in years. <laughs> he got guys on there. You don't even know their damn names, and he's still out there hooping and balling. Like it's it's he he beat he beat David Litter. <laughs> he beat the boys. It's gotta himself. stop, man. I don't understand. He beat the boys by himself with some damn backups, bro. Like guys that guys that would be backups. Like you know how sometimes you you just a starter on some teams, but they backups on bad teams. <laughs> backups on backups. <laughs> backups on bad teams. And Nicole is one of the playoff series. Like he's a he's a bad man. He's bad. Yeah, he's man. Bad. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I I know he's not, you know, in terms of I won't say he's not the most flashiest type of player, but he's um, flashy. Them I know, you know, he, he might right. I, I know he might not dunk on anybody. I know he oh. might not, you know, break the record for threes. I know he may not go for like a 50, 60 performance, whatever, but hey man. <laughs> Hey man, when you look at that team, that you know, even with the injuries, that brother has been hooping. Yeah, you know, reigning MVP. I mean, hey guys, yeah, hey. So I had to yeah. ask, I had to yeah. ask, and that's and that's yeah. why people, when people talk about Joe and B, and when they say things like, you know, you talk a defense of mine, but I'm like, Nokich is more of a dog. They be talking about he's more of a winner, like he. Circumstances don't matter you know with Joe, Nicole Jokic. That's what they be saying. I be like. Shit, I can't that, really. That, that, that might be a bigger <laughs> insult, to be honest with you. You think a guy better than me? All right, damn. All right, fine. Whatever. I'm going to be a little mad. But you say he got, he got more dog in me? Oh, that's, that's, you might as well just slap me in the face. That's just yeah. the ultimate side. Like, like damn, yeah. that, that's, that's how we feel. But hey, but I will say this, though, to Joel's credit as well, not having, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, it's, I won't say it's the exact same thing, but. He, he don't got Jamal. Yeah. He ain't got Michael Porter Jr. He ain't got his. Hey. <sighs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting spooky and different. Bro, it's 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 crazy. Like they're it's crazy. If they can get healthy, talk about a team that's a, a piece away. 
I think that's what we're going to set up for our next, our next podcast. Yeah, you, you throw a healthy Jamal, a healthy we're gonna talk about Michael, Michael, Jokic, Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, they haven't had like OD success, I feel like, when it comes to free agents, but I feel like, you know, Denver might not want to deal with it. Yeah. And then Denver not a bad. And they Utah. Yeah. yeah see, I didn't want to say a specific <laughs> area, but hey, it ain't the worst location in the league. No, I tell you no, that. Much. And it, it ain't Utah. It ain't Indiana. Like, <laughs> see, Utah. Yeah. Like, it ain't Sacramento. You know, I know Sacramento, California. So, like, it was Sacramento, bored as hell. Like, it ain't shit. Like, we let's be real. Like, I didn't want to throw out no city, like, but let's just say like, Denver like, ain't nah, 30. I'll, I'll talk, it ain't New Orleans. New Orleans is a nice city, but like, no, New Orleans is a nice city. See, now you're talking about franchises. Now you're talking about franchise. I'm talking about, talking about franchise. But we yeah. can talk about cities. It ain't Indiana. <laughs> it ain't. Yeah. I, but, but shit, I'll go to Sacramento. Like, it's California. Yeah, but I say like, it's still Cali. Like, but it ain't, it ain't Indiana. It ain't, it ain't Utah. <laughs> Utah. Yeah. What else? Salt what else? Lake. What, what else I, is some I, trash cities? I, like, I it say. ain't. Oh, Boston. <laughs> what? Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, I ain't going there. I'm going go there. I would, I would be, I wanna, you know. I want to go to Boston. Boston's an okay. I've never been to Boston, but they say it's an okay city. But. It's some reason why I ain't. Yeah, but I say I'm good. I ain't going to Boston. <laughs> I'm good. I'm praying for my brother Jalen and Jason out there, man. I wish them nothing yeah. but uh, peace and serenity, man. Yeah, I'm hoping Jalen Brown wants yeah. out because because uh -oh. two years two years later they're gonna lose Jason Taylor free agency yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> so they're gonna, they gonna lose both. They gonna go from having like all this talent, acquire all these great draft picks and. Success with Jason Taylor, Jalen Brown. That I have enough in a few years. So I, that that agenda is it. very strong, bro. I that that it. that Jason and Purple and Gold agenda gets stronger and stronger by the day. I need, Keep I losing need, Boston. And I, and I need I need I need Jalen Brown in his hometown. Like ooh, we had ooh. we had John, we had Josh Smith come on and talk about like Anthony Evers. He talked about some cats that's the basketball scene in Atlanta and Georgia. I need Jalen Brown with the Hawks. Pair Trey Young and Jalen Brown together, it's a championship, bro. If you're the Atlanta Hawks and it's and it's some like quirks with the situation with the Boston Celtics and Jalen Brown and they're listening, they're not really like really kind of like actively shopping Jalen Brown. But if you're the Atlanta Hawks, you got some pieces that you can get Jalen Brown. You can, That's true, but you got some you know, pieces they, you can get they have to give up your man's. That's Cam fine. Reddish. That's fine. You do you do what you got to do. I know I love Cam Reddish, but you you got a chance a to get Jalen. You got a chance to get Jalen Brown. You give Cam Reddish, you give Kevin Herter, and a first couple first round picks if that's what they I was want. About to say you know they're gonna have to keep or they're gonna try and keep John. So if they if, if that's I, I, what I want they them to keep John though. Yeah, I that's want them, you you would give up John. No, no, they gonna keep John. But I'm just saying. Oh, I'm gonna say, come on now. No, they gonna, you gonna keep John. But I'm saying you you do that. You do that. You got Bogey. You got J, you got. Trey Young, you got Jalen Brown, you got Clint Capella, John Collins. Like it's serious. It gets scary. <laughs> Someone got to go though. No. Boston, Boston ain't no idiots. Yeah, Ke 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 like I said, Kevin Herter, Cam yeah. Reddish, couple first round draft picks. That, that, that doesn't that doesn't get the, it done. That doesn't. They get got it the done. they got the center. They got the center from USC as well. Like that doesn't some, get it done. That doesn't get it some, done. We're talking okay. about Jalen Brown here. That doesn't that doesn't get it done. Would you do that if you're Boston? All right, that's not a bad. That's not a bad. That's not. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. Okay, deal. okay, cool. It's not a bad deal. Would you do it if you were Boston? Depend on the situation, because I think Cam Reddish is the situation. You literally just listed out the whole trade. That is the situation. So would you do that trade? I don't think you always gonna lose. A you're not gonna, oh you're my not gosh! Gonna get a, you're not gonna get a. You're <laughs> not gonna get a. You do the damn it's trade. a reason. It's a reason why I said if if 
the Boston Celtics are interested in like shopping Jalen Brown, they should try to go get Ben Simmons because that's the only time where you can really get like an all star for another all star. Okay. So okay. Okay. That's okay. all. I'm saying. Uh, all right. Fine. I'll answer for you. Hell no. I'll answer for you. That that's what should have been your answer. Hell no. Two words. You, you could even said hell to the no, but no, no, no. I'm not trading Jalen Brown for no, no. What are we doing here? What are we do? like? It's still come on. Like and like I said, I also love Cam Reddish too, but Jalen is like that. <laughs> so yeah. No. Um, but yeah, y'all, we out. All right, peace.